What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. It's the Speedway Show, an idea exchange empowering us to live well, live fully, and love deeply. And now, here's our host, Speedway. Well, hi there, and welcome to the Speedway Show. The topic of our show today is one that I have not covered, actually, in in any fashion, and uh, so I'm pretty excited about it. It is entitled, Stop Beating My Child. Did you know that corporal punishment is legal in schools in 19, yes, I said 19, 19 states? Now, you might be thinking to yourself, well, wait just a minute. Isn't that child abuse? Well, apparently not. Uh, you might be also thinking, well, isn't that a component of bullying? Is there really a difference? Uh, does the fact that it's legal make it right? And, by the way, under what circumstances are kids being paddled? And there may be some of you who might be listening because your child has been a victim. And so... These are all the things that we are going to unpack on the show today. To educate us about this alarming topic is Paula Flo. She is the executive director of The Hitting Stops Here. Paula, hi, and welcome to the Speedway Show. Hi, how are you? And um, thank you so much for having me here today. I am very well, thank you for asking. So now first, Tell us a little bit about yourself. So you are the executive director of the Hitting Stops Here. So how long have you been involved with this project, and what inspired you to get involved? Well, first of all, I am an educator, and this campaign for ending USA school corporal punishment began September 11, 2006, at which time I first witnessed school corporal punishment, and that was in my 27th year of teaching. I had no idea that this was going on in this country. What was it that you observed? Well, what happened was on my first day of teaching in the paddling state of Georgia, I witnessed teachers taking their hand and hitting kids in their head, yanking kids, um bathroom pass denials were just rampant and lots of fear and intimidation tactics on these precious fifth grade kids. They were 10 years old and they were, in my opinion, just in school trying to figure out how to keep from being hit or yelled at or mistreated. And it was all over their faces and... um, I tried to report that to the principal, and there was absolutely absolutely no response, and it was because at that time I didn't realize that this was legal and acceptable. I didn't 
realize corporal punishment was a thing going on in this country. And uh, through that experience, I discovered what I witnessed was the tip of the iceberg going on in 21 U.S. states at that time. Since the campaign, our work, along with other child advocates, have helped to eliminate this in the state of Ohio and last year in April in the state of New Mexico. So now we're down to 19, yes. Okay, so now do you have children personally? I do. My daughter is actually 24 years old now, and I. this happened when she graduated from high school and turned 18. I said, I'm going to go down to Georgia, and so that's what I witnessed while I was down there. I was going to be there for a few months to visit my elderly relatives living there and took on a substitute teaching position, and that was day one of school for me in in Georgia, again, a paddling state. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, sometimes I find that, um, you know, in the in the spiritual context of the way that life evolves, sometimes we are placed in situations where we get to witness things so that we can do something about it. And <laughs> so to that end, you know, here you are, you witness this and you think, oh, my goodness, and then you find out that actually it's legal and you find out just how rampant it is yeah. and all these states. So yes. you so then was that when you established the hitting stops here? Yes, it was. What happened was I actually flew back home after going through so many steps and being ignored and literally thinking that it was just this handful of teachers. I'm just trying to report these teachers that I witnessed. And I went all the way up to the superintendent and was unable to get anywhere, flew home, and it was the next year in May that I flew back and I met with a public school attorney because I was just determined that it's not okay to mistreat children, and I wanted... I didn't like that they were ignoring their safety and protective needs. So I flew back, met with the public school attorney in Savannah, Georgia, and he said, excuse me, ma'am, this is what we do here. And it was at that moment that full speed with the hitting stops here went on, and here we are now. Yes. Well, now, what is the mission of the Hitting Stops Here, and what is it that ultimately you want to accomplish with it? Well, we actually have uh, three main missions. The first one is has been to alert the USA that this is going on, and we've actually virtually accomplished that. In fact, there is a YouTube that just went up today that highlights the fact that we've accomplished that goal because it was um, on a pretty popular YouTube channel. In fact, if you type in stinking scandal in Texas high school, you will be able to view this three-minute video. uh, And that, to me, capitalizes on we've succeeded in, number one, alerting the country. Uh, The second mission is for us to have federal legislation to ban it, and we do. And that bill is entitled Ending Corporal Punishment in Schools Act, and the bill number is H.R. 3027. We have this bill now in Congress, and it's awaiting the signature of U.S. Education Committee Chairman John Klein, who I'm sure you know, Speedway, he leads in the 2nd District of Minnesota. And Mm -hmm. uh, so we... So we have the legislation, and now our work is to get that legislation through, which we believe we will accomplish if enough people like you 
allow us to speak on the radio and have people learn that this is going on. We can tell them what they can do. There are many parents out there across different racial, economic, and cultural spectrums who will listen to the show and they will say, hey, when I was growing up, spanking was commonplace. Heck, my parents didn't spank me. They beat me when I was misbehaving. In fact, I got a beat down. Uh, and on your website, you have an, ex- an excerpt of a speech that was given by President Barack Obama when he said we should go back to a time when adults would whoop their neighbor's kids to keep them in line. And even the Bible has a passage in Proverbs that says, whoever spares the rod hates their children, but the one who loves their children is careful to discipline them. So to all those parents who grew up with that paradigm, they might be asking, what is the big deal? Oh, that's a very good question. And you know something, Stanley, I'm going to backtrack just for a second. There were actually three goals that I realized I said two. The third goal is that uh, school corporal punishment be replaced with positive discipline models. And so I wanted to complete that. And now okay. the question is saying, uh, what's wrong with that? Well, first of all, There is a scripture, I'm going to address the Bible one first. There is a scripture in the Bible, in the book of Proverbs, that says, he who spares the rod hates his child. The um, saying, spare the child, child, spoil, I'm sorry, spare the uh, rod, spoil the child, spare the rod. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is actually a saying. That is not a scripture. It is actually a closing line in a poem written by a gentleman named Samuel Butler in the year 36 A.D. That is a line in a poem. And when you read the poem, you will find that it actually has sexual connotations to it. Now, as it applies well, to the Bible... Hang on, yes. hang on just a second, if I can interrupt you. We do have... This is a live pre-recording. And as a result, we actually have a caller, so I'm going to take this call, and um, then we can continue our conversation. Hi, caller 4644, you are on the air. Oh, how are you doing? Very well, thank you. How are you today? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. You know, on this subject of corporate punishment, uh, when I was coming up to school, we got spankings Mm -hmm. by the teacher. This uh, spanking stopped when schools became integrated. You know, the pretense the whites wasn't going to allow blacks to spank their children and vice versa. Uh, it went on in our community. And actually, it's, it's more of culture than anything else. And I think that's the way it should stay. I don't think the government needs to be uh, entering into the picture. Uh, sure, the sanctity of the innocence of the child should always be protected and the uh, make sure that children aren't being abused. But that's the point. Uh, parents should have that decision themselves on how that is carried out. My children went to, uh, and grandchildren went to private schools, or should I say alternative schools. And within that alternative system, you know, the uh, instructors was allowed to spank them if they needed uh, and how did you feel about that? Homes. Pardon me? How did you feel, how did about, I feel that? about that? Well, that's something that we agreed to. Uh, we, mm-hmm. The person that's doing it 
And the person that don't, that's uh, applying the, the, if you want to call it corporal punishment, uh, you know, they're at, I mean, they're not someone that's going to take a bat or beating somebody across the head. So, no, I don't see, I think that that should be left up to communities, to uh, parents, on have the final say so on whether, uh, you know, that goes on. I don't see it coming back. You say it's in 19 states. I don't see it being carried out in public schools because public schools today have this diverse culture of of students in them. Uh, you have some, uh, you know, in school that I have uh, volunteered with uh, where there's Muslim, uh, children of the Muslim culture, uh, males aren't allowed. They aren't, they're not, not saying they're not allowed to. There's no law saying that they shouldn't. But in their in their culture, uh, females work with the female, the little girl, in tutoring her, helping her with her work, and not males. So I understand what you're saying. We're talking about bringing government and having more involvement in schools, especially public schools. I think government is too involved in schools as it is now. And any laws or things like that, I would be totally against it. Well, thank you for your uh, thank you for your call, Paula. Do you want to respond to that? Yes, absolutely. Uh, yes, thank you for your call. Uh, well, first of all, I did hear you, the gentleman mentioned that you know it's not like they're going to bring a bat in. Well, yes, they do. Uh, they do use shaving bats to beat school children. Uh, there were no standards for beating school children. And um, I think that it's really odd that anybody would feel it's okay for another person to take an object and to strike their child for gaining obedience. And there's a ton of evidence, conclusive scientific evidence, that says using corporal punishment on a developing human being is harmful. And I, I know the gentleman said that, uh, you know, this is something that the government should keep out of. And um, I think that I'd like to suggest him suggest that he go to our website, thehittingstopshere.com, and there's a photograph of President Barack Obama on the home page. And I'd like to invite him and, you know, the rest of your listening audience to look through the photograph of Obama on our home page. There are three recent articles on the conditions of USA school corporal punishment. And just reading the first three pages of each report posted there, I think may have this gentleman and others who may feel the way he does change their minds immediately. And it absolutely is something that the government needs to, to bring to an end. We live in a society where there are a lot of, um, you know, a lot of neurosis, a lot of um, conditions, and uh, a lot of, Violence, and for us to continue to think that something that was brought into the country uh, once upon a time is still appropriate for the year 2012 and onward, uh, it shows that perhaps the average person doesn't quite understand how bad it is. And as far as being available to for use when he was a child, you know, there's a lot of things. There were no helmet looks. There were a lot of things that we didn't use back then. And when we found that it was harmful, we adjusted, um, you know, our ways. Lead paint that was available when I was a child. No seatbelts was, but you know, we could do that. I stood on the back seat of the car many a time driving back home from the south, and there was no law against it. So we do better when we know better. And uh, 
nonviolence for solving problems is, is the way to go if we want to see peace in this world. And it needs to start in ch- training children so that they well, can have gonna, those options. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna push back on that because I think there are a lot of parents who feel the way our gentleman caller expressed. And, yeah. you know, as a as a parent myself, you know, I have um two little girls and at every school that they've ever been to I have given express permission to their teachers to discipline my children. And um, corporal punishment was not, it didn't come up because it wasn't one of the ways that these schools happened to use. But they had absolute authority to discipline my kids because I wanted them to feel empowered and not to be like, you know, those teachers that so often end up letting the kids run amok because they're afraid of the parents even when the kids misbehave. So the the pushback I'll give you on that one is actually, as I have researched, I understand and feel free to disagree with this, but that in most states where it is allowed, corporal punishment is supposed to be governed by official regulations which define things like the implementations that are supposed to be used in order to discipline or to spank the child, the number of strokes that can be administered, which... And, and which members of staff can actually carry out corporal punishment and whether parents must be consulted or told. So why would these not be sufficient safeguards? Well, first of all, those uh, do not exist in our schools. In reality, they do not exist. There are no standards in our schools. There's no standard for how hard to hit the child, how many times they hit, how many times a week, where it should take place, whether somebody should be there. Now, in some schools, those things are in the books, but for them to actually be carried out, that's a whole other story, and that's the reality that the children faces. And the other thing I want to point out also related to what you're saying, as well as the gentleman that was on a few minutes ago, uh, yes, children must be disciplined. However, uh, that term again, spare the rod, spoil the child, or you, you know, you, you are ruining your child. Uh, discipline does not always, or does not equal kidding. And also, when it says spare the rod, the rod was an instrument of protection. That some rods have a pointed tip to ward off the enemy. The rod is used to keep kids, uh, keep the sheep together, to prod them along, to move them in the right direction. Jesus said, I'm the good shepherd. He never used the rod to beat the sheep. And so people interpret the rod as, oh, yeah, spare the rod. You're supposed to beat them. That there's not a single word that says you must beat children. We are in New Testament days, and that's what we'd have to look at. If we're going to go by Old Testament, uh, God's talking to the Israelites then, and um, we're not in the Old Testament days. And in the New Testament, it says children are the greatest. It also says to protect them in James one twenty six, Matthew eighteen one to six calls them the greatest. And if we take, in fact, if I can have your listening audience jot down this web link, we could take a look at some of the pictures of the injuries that children have. And that web link is nospank.net forward slash injuredkids.pdf. And I, I would think that anyone, even the gentleman on the phone, would recognize that is unacceptable, the photographs there. 
and that's what's happening in our schools. Well, and for everybody who is listening, whether you're listening live or whether you um, listen to the show uh, when it actually airs, because today is the live, uh, it's actually a pre-recording, the this, this show is officially going to air, uh, not this Sunday, but I think it might be next Sunday, the following Sunday. But um, all of the links are going to be on speedway.com, S-P-I-W-E.com, and uh, you'll be able to get links to thehittingstopshere.com as well as some YouTube uh, videos that they are uh, going to direct you to as well as some of these other images as well as the 19 states that still permit um, corporal punishment. So if you forget, uh, Paula, you're welcome to keep throwing out uh, websites and, and things for people to see. But if you forget all of those things or if you don't have your pen and paper with you, just remember that you'll be able to go to speedway.com when this airs and you'll be able to get all of those links. So now corporal punishment, by the way, is not just an American phenomenon. It is used in Europe, in Africa, in Southeast Asia, and the Middle East. In the United States and the United Kingdom, corporal punishment in schools has historically been covered by the common law doctrine of in loco parentis. For the lawyers, you will recognize that. And in loco parentis is a concept that gives schools the same rights over minor children as their parents. And so when I am authorizing the teachers at my kids' school, to discipline my children, what I'm essentially saying to them is I discipline my kids and I allow you to act as the parent while I'm gone and do all the things that I would do if the child did such and such and so. What would you say, uh, Paula, to the parents out there that support the notion that the schools should be disciplining their kids in this way? So they should be acting as the parents because there are some parents who spank their kids. So if, now personally, I haven't found spanking to be terribly effective, and I found that actually there are much more effective forms of discipline that I use. And so if I were the kind of parent who spanked their kids and I wanted to give the school the right to do that, would you take exception? I I would strongly disagree with that, and we have to keep in mind, I mean, how much do you really know this teacher? There are so many teachers who take on this position because some teachers, I'm I'm sorry to tell you, they have spanking fetishes. They want to get even. They are angry. Now, is that all of them? No. But what measure are you uh, holding in your hand that says this teacher does not have that issue? I mean, do that to allow a teacher to put their hands on your child for discipline is like having working in a, a brewery where they make you know, where they make beer and the the standard there is you can drink to your heart's content all day if you you know, while working here. I mean, it's going to attract people who love to drink. It, there are people out there who love to spank children who have fetishes, who have anger and issues with hitting, and your child doesn't know that person, that person is a stranger. It's like a cop pulling you out of the car and hitting you because you were speeding. They're an authority figure. The mom and the dad are the ones that need to discipline. I don't believe parents need to hit. I haven't hit my daughter. She turned out beautifully, and I certainly wouldn't have an adult leave, uh, leave my child in the hands of an adult who can hit my child. 
And the thing is also is that repeatedly all over the news, especially in this very uh, violent world that we're living on, living in, I absolutely would have no one touch my child. And there are just too many intelligent ways for having children learn how to uh, recognize mistakes that they've made. And I call them mistakes, not bad kids, but mistakes that they made. And uh, they are going to learn through nonviolent means. And, uh, again, the word discipline is just meaning teaching. It does not mean hitting. And, oh, I wanted to mention about in local parentis, if you don't mind my taking another moment. Uh, yes. Corporal punishment was introduced in this country in local parentis in the 1770s. At that time, the parents were able to say, this is what I do and you may do so. And if the parents said, do not do it, the teacher did not because that means you're going to do as the parent does, just as you explained. Well, today it has gone so out of control that even if parents say, do not hit my child, the teacher's allowed to do it. And if they bruise your child or paralyze your child or in the case of a few years ago, rupture a child's spleen, yes, that happens in our schools and does not make the news, then now what? You gave them permission to strike your child with a wooden board. Corporal punishment, corporal means body, punishment to the body. Pain-based behavior management is the actual term. School corporal punishment is a euphemism, just like the words paddling and spanking are euphemisms for striking a child for gaining their obedience. And so we, we have to look at the times we're in. We have to look at developing human beings and the mountains of evidence that says training children by striking them is, is a poor way to train children. It's a poor way, and there's enough scientific evidence to, to confirm that. Well, um, to anybody else who happens to be listening, I know I can see I've got a couple of listeners out there. If you would like to comment, feel free to call in 877 um, 560 and uh, you hit uh, the number one on your phone, and uh, then that tells me that you're not just looking to listen, but you have something to say. I do still have my original caller on the line, and I think you might have a comment. Uh, if you do, uh, let's hear it, 4644. I'm wondering, now that you've listened to um, Paula a little bit, how are you feeling? Are you? Does it make you feel uncomfortable when she starts to describe, you know, some of the people that might be out there that might be disciplining kids in the physical way? Well, you always had uncanny people that was out there, per mm -hmm. se. But here's the thing. A res in the community I grew up, we were responsible to know who the teachers were, who the principals were. Not only when it came to the time of punishment, we also was concerned about who was teaching our children also. Where was their background? What was their qualification? And today you have that 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 concern still goes on in some settings, not all. Granted, today we live in different times, and there's so much laxity that goes on. Not all places, but in many places. But as I said before, uh, when this procedure has all the safeguards in place, and when the, author the authorization comes from the parents, and there's clear understanding of what would be going on and how it would be going on. I don't see anything wrong with it. And ultimately, it's the parents' concern. It's the community's concern. 
I do not want the federal government being no more involved in the education of my child than what I say so. Okay, well, I appreciate your comment because I think as I'm listening to the two of you that perhaps you're you're saying the flip side of two different things. So, caller, if I'm understanding you correctly, your point is if I have done my research and I know who my kids' teachers are, which, frankly, as a parent, we all should do anyway, right, and I have given that permission, then I don't have an issue because in order for me to give that permission, then I have a level of comfort that I know who this is and I know who my teachers are that I'm dealing with. And whereas, Paula, if I'm listening to you and I'm hearing you correctly, what you're saying is, you know, there was a time when that was more true than it is today, and I think both of you are saying that, but today you've got a measure of the unknown. You've got some unknown elements in the school. You've got parents who no longer are as intimately familiar with the teachers at these schools, and you also have some teachers who may have hidden agendas and hidden anger issues and so on who may take things out on kids in ways that are way beyond anything that a parent would ever permit. And so part of what I'm hearing is that what you're trying to uh, address are those situations where you've got teachers that are going out of control, and part of the question is, well, if that is the risk, then why would you allow a teacher that freedom to begin with? So now, to that end, at this point, you live in Hawaii, but yet you are here in Minnesota as we're taping this show. Tell us what brought you here to Minnesota and what you are hoping to accomplish. Well, what I'm hoping to accomplish is the fact that it's perfectly in line with what this gentleman just said. He's saying, um, he realizes in many places, he used the word many, if many places are, you know, this can happen, then it is time to really look at this. And um, if teachers aren't being protected, if teachers are hurting children, then it is time to take a look. We cannot act like well, when I was little this happened, because when we were little, things happened then that aren't going on now. And I think that is clear and obvious, just got to open up in the newspaper. So uh, it is it's a dangerous thing to leave the children in the hands of somebody who is allowed to hit them in these days. And our goal right now is to have corporal punishment replaced with positive, effective means. For example, the top ten, I'll even go so far as to say the top 100 schools in the U.S. use positive discipline methodologies. There's a website called positivediscipline.com, and that's uh, very popularly used in our top 100 schools. Our bottom 10 to 100 schools all use the wooden board. They are the lowest functioning schools. They use the lowest form, which is to use pain instead of voices and talking and teaching. And so we're here to have this bill that the news media has failed to alert the American people about. There is a bill, again, ending corporal punishment in schools Act H.R. 3027. In fact, it is the second time that this bill has been introduced by the same legislator, New York Representative Carolyn McCarthy. And the United States Education Committee Chairman, John Klein, who leads the 2nd District of Minnesota, has refrained from signing this bill. 
Now, who are the primary targets? I believe I said it earlier. It is the number one targets are black boys, followed by black girls, Latinos, Native Americans, poor whites, children having special needs, particularly autism. And according to the ACLU report, which is one of the articles linked under President Obama's photo at thehittingstopshere.com, says children who are deemed openly gay by their teachers. That's another high statistic. The child may or may not be so-called gay, but that is the population also getting these feedings. So we have left in this country the targets of these feedings uh, in parts of this country, and I noticed you said in 19 states, which is correct, but also throughout our U.S. territories, this is also going on, and it is targeted at children who are the most disadvantaged, and what a shame it would be for this bill to die a second time that would otherwise protect children where probably the only thing they they have to look forward to is protection from being hit by teachers who are still old school. And so I am here with uh, another handful of people. We've actually developed quite a few supporters here in the 2nd District of Minnesota for having Chairman John Klein sign this bill. And if he fails to do so, I can promise Americans across this nation that the beatings, the tying up of children, even fatalities are occurring right in front of classmates. And teachers go on and they teach in another state. That happened very recently. A teacher in Texas uh, literally suffocated a boy in front of his classmates. And when teachers harm children in this country, they do not face prosecution under the no intention to cause harm gambit. And they can go on to teach in another state. The teacher who did that went on and taught in the state of Virginia. And um, I don't don't see how that could be acceptable by any standards. And so we're here to be the voice for these children because people who have money, people who live in progressive cities, their children are not being beaten because they will speak out for their children. And I'm very glad that I happen to walk in on a low-income school and discover what's going on because the children in these cities are being ignored and their safety and protective rights are being ignored and they're growing up with all sorts of neurosis and all sorts of problems. And so the solution is forced medication. Rather than use what the top 100 schools are using, which is talking and training and being kind and respectful in the way of teaching and training the children left in their care. Well, now when we talk about those 19 states, those are, and actually I got that statistic when you and I were talking from you, but as I understand it, and I did look it up, I think there are 19, 19 ish states that still permit corporal punishment. In other words, it's legal there. Correct. So as I understand it, then that means it is illegal in the other 31 states in the District of Columbia. But from what you're saying, are you saying that even in states where it's illegal, it's still going on? 
No. Well, what I will say is that there are cases of it going on. I think you might be familiar. Recently there was an issue in Chicago, and it is illegal in Illinois. So that teacher who beat these children, yes, that teacher was arrested. But if that teacher had done the same exact thing to that same exact child in one of the 19 states, then it would have just been that child was abused and the teacher went on and, you know, collected their paycheck and business went on. That's how ridiculous this is. You mentioned something about a National March Day. Share with us what that is. Oh, yes, in November 19th, on the 19th of November. What it is is right now there are about 78 days left before the present 112th Congress uh, closes. And so, again, I'm here in Minnesota for the duration of this bill to have uh, uh, constituents here contact John Klein. And also, throughout the nation, we chose the 19th of November as the second or third marching day. We're actually starting marching in Washington, D.C., October 2nd, on the Capitol grounds. Uh, We have a, a web link that uh, Speedway I'll give to you to have uh, your listeners go to. I'll, I'll tell it real quick. It's uh, nospank.net, MN for Minnesota, mnjohnkline.pdf, and it will have our calendar, but we have people marching in D.C. next week. We have people marching in Texas, um, also in North Carolina. We have different locations where people are going to march and send out the message to John Klein, protect our American school children from this barbaric, archaic practice. And on the 19th, all of the different groups will be marching. And we even have an Occupy group in uh, uh, Oakland, California, that will be joining us because this is authoritarian abuse, and that's what Occupy is all about, not being bullied. And so they're joining us on the 19th, and it will be to send out a message to uh, Representative or U.S. Chairman John Klein on education to co-sponsor this bill and uh, protect the children. Um, Again, it's happening to our poorest and our special ed children primarily in this country, disproportionate number to blacks. Just if I could give you this statistic, the black American children make up less than 17% of the entire school population in the country, and they receive almost 50% of the beatings. And so it is definitely an issue of color, Latinos and Native Americans. Native Americans make up 2% and were found in North Carolina to be receiving 35% of the beatings. There is not a single statistic of Asian children being beaten, which is wonderful. Not a single statistic of Middle Eastern children in this country being beaten, which is wonderful. And there's zero statistics also of black male teachers taking wooden boards and striking white girls on their buttocks. But black males and white males beat white, uh, black American girls on their buttocks daily. And the statistics show collectively there are more than 2,000 beatings that go on in our schools per day Reporting it, and that's with reporting not being mandatory, and every four minutes to the point of needing medical attention. I, I think that really has to speak volumes by itself. Well, I think those are really interesting statistics, to be sure. Yes, and they yes. do tell a a a pretty lopsided story, right? Which yes, is kind of the point. Yes. Um, yes. Because if 
you know, certainly if somebody paddled my child to the point where they needed medical attention, you better believe somebody'd be getting sued. Um, oh, yes. so, yes. And I've been making a lot of noise about that. it, too. Huh? Yes, yes. But, but yes, you are so right. But then your child still has to live with that experience, and that's the sad part too. Is you, this you mean? And there's no justice. There is absolutely zero recourse in this country for children who are abused. Just like that boy who literally died, and there was no justice. The teacher even went on to teach in another state. So this has to stop. Now, I do have a curiosity question. You mentioned uh, President Barack Obama, and I am wondering, and you said you've got on your website pictures of him. Has he taken a position on this one way or the other? He has totally ignored this issue. In fact, if anything, he made a statement on July, I believe it was the 16th in 2009 to the black American community by way of the NAACP gala event, uh, it was the 100th anniversary, and he said that, you know, we need to get back to the days where we saw even our neighbor's child acting up and, you know, and whoop them. So, honestly, I've been told by so many people, in fact, even a lawyer said that if he had said that to a community of white people, he may have faced impeachment charges because you're not allowed to tell somebody to be another person's child. And so that was pretty huge right there. But to know that the black communities, particularly those that are poor, are, have homes that are so filled with violence, to solve the problem, whoop them. And he used the word whoop them, the term whoop them. And uh, we don't need to be telling the black community we need to whoop each other. We need to learn to talk, and we need to learn to use methods that of problem solving that are nonviolent. And so he has done nothing. We've campaigned at Washington D.C. in front of his house at the Capitol, delivered material to Michelle Obama and the president by way of Sidwell Schools, which is where his children attend. Through the principal, the principal literally cried. He said, I had no idea this was going on in the country. And he said he would deliver the material. We left shirts for the president and all, and for his children, his wife, even the mom. And, um, and we heard nothing back. And also living in Hawaii, I was there when the president came in. We handed to his secret servicemen, give this to the president, and they said they would. We know President Obama is well aware that our children, particularly black boys, are number one targets for beatings in our schools, and he has remained silent on this issue. And so we're still reaching out to him and, and again, to the average American who knows the right thing to do, which is to end school beatings. Okay. So um, to the listener who hears this show, and, you know, in fairness, I, I would I would guess, I can only imagine that um, when you when you talk about President Obama's attitude, you know, I, I did go to your website and I did hear that excerpt, and I was actually sad that yeah. the rest of that conversation was not there because the impression I got from what he said was he wasn't so much advocating violence as much as he was talking about, you know, the 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 neighbors 
responsibility to each other to make sure that, you know, we all are looking out for each other's children. So I would venture to guess that, you know, his intent was not to say that we all should run around beating each other's kids as much as it was to say, you know, there was a time when we cared for each other and we cared for each other's children. At least that's how I took it because in my neighborhood, that's kind of how it went because you weren't just afraid for, you know, you didn't, if you misbehaved, you didn't misbehave and fear your dad as much as you were actually in fear of the neighbor because if the neighbor caught you misbehaving, not only were they going to, uh, discipline you for misbehaving, but then if it got to your dad that you were misbehaving and somebody else had to discipline you, then you were in even more trouble, right? So, <laughs> so I, you know, I, I, I take the, I, I take your point, um, but I also kind of think that maybe those are two different things because I, I, I didn't interpret that to mean that President Obama was suggesting that he was sanctioning the kind of corporal punishment that you are talking about in schools because that wasn't even a conversation about school. So I'm wondering, and it sounds like he hasn't said anything specifically about this issue, right, which is part of your issue with the president, that he hasn't said anything or he hasn't taken a position to say this should end. Yes. Yeah, just on response. Yeah. Okay. So now to the listener who hears the show and says, I completely agree corporal punishment, as you have described it, should end in schools. Um, in addition to participating in the National March, what else can they do? Well, we actually have a 10-minute video near the top of our homepage, again, the hittingstopsky.com, and it is entitled HR3027, Join the Movement. It's right there, like I said, on the homepage, and it's, in fact, right below the video where President Obama addresses the uh, NAACP and says we need to get back to whooping them. Uh, That video is right above. But this one is a 10-minute video that we invite people to look at and to learn more about what they could do to help. There is also right below that in bold letters our message board. And if you click on that and open it up, there's more information on what people who want to help bring this to an end can do. And then thirdly, our calendar so that people will know what's going on. That's that link I gave earlier, nospank.net, mnjohnkline.pdf. There's information there. Uh, We do urge people who are listening, who are able to help us get the word out on radio shows, just as you were doing, uh, Speedway. Uh, This needs to get out. This is not on mainstream media. And I am excited to let everybody know that, um, and and this is a, a side note on the issue, Uh, One of the members of the uh, Center for Effective Discipline made the statement that school corporal punishment in this country will not end until there is a white girl with blonde hair who is so-called doing well in school. Until we have a girl like that who is both white and blonde, well-behaved, this will not even matter in the news. Well, Recently, I'm sure everybody's hearing about it, there was a white blonde girl in Texas, I think it was called Spring Valley High School, who was beaten by her principal and, you know, red bruises and everything. And now that that has happened, that story is just going viral all over the Internet, all over the news, and now we have our 
you know, the prototype that will bring attention to this. And so that is the video that I want to suggest that people look at, and it is very clear that this is unacceptable. Um, I said the title earlier, and I had it here a minute ago. Um, let me pull it up again. Was it a banking scandal in Texas high school? Yes, thank you. Spanking scandal in Texas high school. That video, to me, is a hallmark because the gentleman who said we need a white girl who has blonde, he said preferably blonde, to be beaten in our schools for this to matter. And it's really sad because black American girls who are even pregnant and showing are getting it, and it didn't yet matter. Well, now we have this egregious case. He said it has to be egregious. This is egregious. And now this issue looks like it's going to start to be to receive the attention it needs. And inside of having a, less than 80 days to have this bill go through, I am even more confident that this will happen now. I'm sad that that happened to that girl. It shouldn't happen to anyone. However, this gentleman who's been in the movement for ending corporal punishment, he's well into his 60s. He's been at it for 30 years. He's an educator. He's a professor. And he made that statement three years ago. And now here we have this. It's all over the news. And now perhaps it'll be easy to bring this to an end and then replace a harmful form of discipline with the positive discipline ones that have our American school children at the top of the charts in our schools. So, again, it speaks volumes that our top 100 use positive discipline methods and our bottom schools use the wooden board. Well, that is pretty unfortunate that, um, you know, the even the nature of the victim defines yeah. the response to the problem. And yes. it should not be the case, but, you know, it, it does remind us that things are not quite uh, as equal, perhaps, as they should be and could be. And we should all continue to advocate for the kind of equality and an end to this kind of violence. Paula Flo, yes. thank you so much for joining me on the Speedway Show today. Oh, thank you for having me. Listeners? Uh, you have your marching orders. There is a lot that you can learn. There is a lot that you can do. I encourage you to visit com or com when this episode airs because there you will be able to find all kinds of um, resources and uh, the live uh, the uh, the the show will be live on the website on October seventh. So visit the um and uh in the meantime go to the hittingstopshere.com and you will find all of these links and um check out the uh YouTube video spanking scandal in Texas high school run a search for that and educate yourself on what's going on in these schools sometimes as parents you know we assume that things are going well at school until your child shows up with welts and so on and uh, that's when sometimes you realize that something is not quite right, or sometimes it's when something happens to another child at a school that we thought was safe that we sometimes find out that things aren't going well. And um, it is up to us as parents, I think, to be vigilant, constantly vigilant, and make sure that the uh, 
educators who are educating our children are doing it in ways that we agree with, in ways that we sanction, to the extent that I would put my parents, my kids' teachers, and local parentis over my children, um, there are certain expectations that I have about how they're going to discipline my children, and I think it's up to all of us to remain vigilant and make sure that um, those wishes that we might have are being carried out. So that is the end of our show today. Come back next week when we'll be talking about the question of voting. So who can vote anyway? If I have a criminal conviction, can I vote? What if it's a felony? What if it's a misdemeanor? What if I'm on probation? What if I'm on parole? Under what circumstances can I vote? And if you're sitting there thinking, what's the difference between prison, jail, probation, parole, you should join the conversation too because it will educate you. Until then, this is Biwe saying thank you very much for joining me to all of those who listened in to this pre-recording. And um, until next week. Uh, this is me saying go in peace and um, take action and let us all be concerned about the safety and the welfare of our children. Thank you for joining us on The Speedway Show. Visit thespeedwayshow.com for content and other episodes. Join the fan page at facebook.com slash thespeedwayshow. And follow Speedway on Twitter at the handle The Speedway Show. Until next week, live well, live fully and love deeply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.